the Best of Times Radio Hour, live on 1017 FM and 710 Keel, a show dedicated to seniors and boomers in Northwest Louisiana. Here's your host, Gary Kaligas. Good morning, Architects listeners. I'm Gary Kaligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only magazine and radio show for mature adults in Northwest Louisiana. I do thank you for tuning in to our show today and also thanking those who might be listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Keel application on their Apple or Android devices. We do thank AARP Louisiana neighbors, Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer for being the exclusive sponsors of this radio show to provide you with beneficial information each and every Saturday morning. In just a few minutes, we're going to discuss the services which are available for seniors 60 and older living in our fabulous Cattle Parish of Louisiana. So stay tuned to the show for some very beneficial information for you or your loved ones. It is Saturday, January the 27th, and we are broadcasting our show from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in wonderful Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show has been pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept calling questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up the January-February 2024 issue of the best of times at one of our 270 distribution locations. I'm sorry to tell you, I do not know where available issues are throughout the Arklatex, but there are bound to be some as we put out 20,000 copies, but I've been hearing from individuals that there are no longer copies at various locations. So again, if you're unable to find a printed copy, you can always visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view both current and past issues of our magazine. In addition, you can listen to previously broadcast shows here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. In addition, you can download and view the current 2023 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory. Speaking of Silver Pages, we are working on the 2024 edition of Silver Pages, which will be released on March the 1st. So again, the, the current one, the 2023, is on our website, and beginning on March the 1st, we will place our 2024, which we are updating as we speak. We'll be right back with more information, but now we're with our sponsors and advertisers who do make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Abear Standing Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. The Best of Times Radio Hour will be right back on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. back to the Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM at 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Abear's Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Caligas, and I thank you for taking time to listen to our show today. Joining me on my show is a special guest, is Miss Monica Wright, who is Executive Director of the Cattle Council on Aging. And I've asked her to come today to provide our listeners with an update of the services that are available to senior citizens in our wonderful Cattle Parish of Louisiana. So thank you, Monica, for joining us today. Thank you, Gary, for inviting me. And Happy New Year to you. I think I've seen you since the New Year, so Happy oh, New Year to happy you. Happy New Year to you also. Hope you've had a good start of it. and uh, all uh, the, We've hit the ground running. And hope the cold <laughs> weather hadn't affected you as much as it affected me. 
Oh, it hasn't. It's just uh, we were closed last week, so we're trying to catch up, um, make sure that everybody is safe and sound from last week, from the little event we had with the snow and the ice. So we're, we're doing good. Well, that's good to know. So I've got a lot of interesting questions, and I've had, of course, you know, the Best of Times promotes who their guest and who their topic's on, so you're a popular lady. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few people that, that did call me and uh, emailed me, and I saw them at various functions, and they you know, say, aren't you the Gary Caligas that does that radio show on Saturday morning on KLD? Yes, sir, I am. i got a couple of questions to ask you. So, uh, but I'm impressed. They hate to say this. They recognize me, but they also knew who was going to be the guest on my upcoming show today. So, again, thank you for taking time. I know well, you got, you're you. a busy lady, and you have a lot of busy staff. So, again, I'm going to compliment you. The Cato Council on Aging fantastic. You provide a lot of wonderful services to seniors throughout the area. And I, I can tell you that Gary and Tina, at the best of times, for the past 23 years, have been sending you lots of people. Well, thank you for sending people. Uh, we are happy. We always get referrals from people in the community. Uh, it's good to hear all the good comments about uh, Cattle Council on Aging. I can't do it by myself. We have a great staff that's there and ready to serve the seniors however we can. So, Monica, what is your vision for 2024? Do you have any, any goals and objectives and plans? So our goals for 2024 is mostly to overcome the challenges that we are facing. Um, Cattle Council on Aging, we're not exempt. We've been affected a lot by inflation, um, the cost in our services, uh, increased costs for workforce. And then we have decreased uh, workforce, people that are looking for employment, so we're facing a lot of different challenges, uh, looking at the organization, see if we can reorganize to overcome some of those challenges, um, just trying to make it flow better and more efficiently. So what do you mean by reorganizing? I mean, staffing as well as... Uh... Well, staffing, just because we've, um, we've seen that it's hard. We've, for instance, we've been trying to hire a direct care worker to go into the homes to provide services to the seniors. And we have not been able to, to find anyone. You know, we hire someone, they work for a week, two weeks, a month, and then they quit. So just looking to see if there's a different way that we can provide that service. Uh, did come up with the idea, and it was approved. So now we're providing, um, and this is for housekeeping, so now we're providing to individuals that are on the waiting list that have been waiting for that service, we're providing them with uh, equipment like Roombas, electric mops, wow. uh, electric That's scrubbers. That's a unique idea. So that's what I'm saying. Just trying to see what can we do differently so that we can still provide the service uh, to the seniors. Well, you know, I hate to say this, and in in, I'm a, quite aware there is a shortage of people wanting to work, willing to work in, the, in our area, but throughout the country. I don't know what the, the, the scenario and what the problem is. But I hear from my healthcare friends that they're having a difficult time finding nurses, CNAs, et cetera, et cetera. And, and uh, you know, it's sad. I mean, uh, to, to give you a, a, an anecdotal true statement, I was in Fort Lauderdale, and this administrator happened to know me of the hospital. Mm -hmm. And he said, Gary, can I intense you to get nurses to move to Fort Lauderdale <laughs> from Shreveport, Louisiana? I says, really? You really, you really need them that bad? You can't? attract them in your neck of the woods, the beautiful parts of Florida. says, we're having a major shortage here. And we're putting people in overtime and burnout syndrome, and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's sad. Yeah, it's, it's a challenge for everyone. I thought it was just uh, the nonprofits were experiencing oh, no. that. But no, after I talked to different private businesses, they're also experiencing the same issues. So 
Uh, we want to provide the services to the seniors, but it's just coming up with different ideas, uh, encouraging the seniors to embrace something different, uh, but still be able to take care of their needs. So in, in essence, why you've come up with these innovative ideas, and I, I'm, I know that you're involved. There's 64 of them, right, throughout our period. We have 64 councils throughout yes, our state. 64. I'm sure you'll all talk about innovative ideas, right? And that's where you gleam some of these new ideas or some, you come up with some. Some and then from other uh, council on agents or area agency on agents in other states that may be doing things differently, getting the ideas well, from that's them. good. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. Sometimes if something's working in Ohio, it may be working in Louisiana, right? That's right. That's right. Just and try hope, it and see if it works here. And hopefully our support from our state government and federal government can assist as well in giving ideas and ways to, to increase. And that was one of the questions that one of my uh, listeners asked me. They, they didn't understand where is the funding that funds Cattle Council on Aging. And, and the gentleman said there was one in every, every parish in the state. Is that, is that similar to other states? I said, well, I can't speak for that, but I'll ask Monica that. I don't know. I just know we have them. They may be real small, and real big. I mean, sure, I'm sure Arlene's Parish is humongous, and Jefferson Parish is a humongous uh, council on aging, right? That is, that's correct. So in the state of Louisiana, there is a council on aging in every parish. Uh, we are funded through federal and state funding. Um, it goes to our state oversight agency, and then they allocate those fundings back out to each council on aging based on the senior population in their parish. Oh, I didn't even know that. By the senior population in yes, the area? Yes, the se- that's another reason why it's important to do the census whenever it comes out. Um, so, you know, a lot of federal funding is based on those census. But in other states, um, the council on agents, there, there may not even be a council on aging in other states. Really? They have what they call area agencies on aging, and they are over certain regions in the state. And what they do is they contract their services out to other nonprofit, uh, to other, maybe a nonprofit or maybe to a private agency or to churches. I found that they do things different, uh, differently than we do here in Louisiana. Well, that's an interesting concept. I never, I never knew that. I just thought they had maybe fewer number, not in every county. We don't, they don't have parishes, right? No. <laughs> <They don't. laughs> so that's a unique thing here that we have. So, the, so the, 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 aspect of this gentleman, you get funding, but don't you also, because I, I know we've helped in fundraisers to, to fundraise so, uh, to help you in various functions like that, right? Yes. So the funding that we get, that federal and state funding, it only provides uh, enough funding to cover 51% of the funding service wow. level that we're doing now. So mention so that again, 51%. 51%. So if we only relied on that, uh, we would have to scale back the services. Uh, for instance, right now we're doing meals to uh, about 900 seniors. So if we only receive 51%, we would only be able to serve about 500 people. So oh, that makes a difference. So that's why we write grants, apply for grants to different foundations in the area, and then we also do fundraising just because we want to be able to meet the need of as many seniors as we can. And, and luckily I've attended and participated and helped. Some of those fundraisers are quite successful. and It makes me feel good of the attendance and the participation and uh, – you know, our, 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 our citizens out there and our business communities are helping, right? Yes, they are. Uh, most people are real receptive to the Council on Aging. Uh, talk to a lot of people, and they have they either know or have known someone that benefited from our services. 
So they know the importance of the Council on Aging and the service we provide. And so in the future, because they know firsthand uh, how we've helped a senior, that they know that they're more inclined to donate to our agency. Well, that, that's good. And we continue at the best of times. Anytime you have functions and events, et cetera, here on the radio, the website, our magazine, et cetera, to help you promote those. To get more and more. You get the word out, you know, you tend to have a better success. If that you just, is true. If, you true. Don't, if nobody knows about it, well. Nobody comes. Nobody, nobody will come. That's yes, true. Yes, the, other, the other thing that I wanted to explain, uh, that, to explain to our listeners is you seek the input of seniors and others on an on a is it biannual basis a survey so a survey? every four years we have to send out we're required to send out surveys to the community to get input from them of what they think is important uh, to seniors and what they deem are the services that are necessary for seniors to live in their homes so what do you do with that particular data? Tell Alyssa, what do you do with so that? So what we do is after we do the surveys, collect the data, then we'll analyze it, and then we have to write what's called an area plan. And we use uh, that information to determine what services will be a priority in the next four years. So we have to follow, once we submit that plan to the state, we basically have to follow that stand, uh, that plan Um Sometimes we are we do have to deviate, just like I was saying uh, about providing the equipment to the seniors. So I had to ask for permission to deviate from our plan because at the time I did the plan, we were basing it on being able to hire direct care workers to provide housekeeping services to the seniors. Okay, so they make they allow amendments to it. So they it goes, do allow amendments, but you have to justify why you would like to amend the plan. So, uh, so you collect the data, you find out what the primary needs and higher ranking from one to, to to ten or whatever, and then it goes to the state, and the state compares all of these all the sixty four agencies surveys and determines. Uh, how well, to alloc- do they allocate funding based upon that? No, the funding is not uh, allocated based upon those plans. So each council on aging may have a different plan because circumstances are different in councils because some councils on aging have more rural clients than they do that live in the city. So they may have to provide different services. So the plan is actually based on the needs for your parish. Uh, you're able to tweak it a little bit based on the experience uh, and the phone calls that you also get from individuals that call into your agency when they request information that's needed. So can you t- tell our listeners and myself, I think I know, what are the top three needs four years ago that was done? Is it four or three years ago? Uh, it was two years ago, so we were in the second year of that plan. So um, the top needs were transportation. Transportation? Transportation. Even though, you know, we're very fortunate here in the city of Shreveport because the city of Shreveport provides that free transportation uh, to individuals if they can ride the bus lines, but also they have the on-demand services that the seniors can ride, uh, and it's very affordable. So that was a response to that. So and another thing that we have to do with the plan is identify what needs are being met, whether they're being met by the Council on Aging or other governmental agencies or private uh, entities in the area. So we do have to answer that also. But transportation was one. Um, the other one was a lot of people just need information, you know, have a lot of questions about different circumstances or issues that they're experiencing at the time, and it just has to be, uh, well, the Council on Aging there and be knowledgeable enough to answer those questions. 
the other thing uh, that was a top priority was uh, the meals. A lot of people depend on the meal service. Those, uh, the food is very important to individuals here. Um, it's a nutritious meal, but it's also a way for us to keep check on the seniors to make sure that they're okay. It that's also a, is a social for some of the seniors. Well, um, that's what I wanted you to mention, Alyssa. It's not just meal. It I mean, is not just a meal. And it's, you're there to check if, if the, the wonderful lady or gentleman is doing okay. They're, they're ambulatory enough to get there to answer the door or reach. Uh, and also, uh, oh, it's, a, it's a wellness check. It a is a wellness check. It is a wellness check. And then some of the seniors, they, um, they don't have anyone to communicate with during the week. So they look forward to someone coming to their homes. Oh. Uh, we use volunteers and paid drivers to deliver those meals. Uh, and with the volunteers, and we're always looking for volunteers to help us deliver meals, but the volunteers are able to take a little extra time when they're delivering a meal to a senior. So they're able to, uh, to visit more and make sure that that senior's okay. Well, that kind of interaction is pretty positive. It I'm, is. I can, I can see the, the, the benefits of that. But so I, I think a lot of people out there in, in the Arklatex and the listeners here don't know that you know, they just think you drop a meal off and put it on the counter no. or, or even put it on the doorstep and no. ring the doorbell and yeah. leave. No, it's more to it than that. And then, you know, a lot of times some of the seniors, uh, not it doesn't happen on a daily basis, but sometimes it happens, maybe two times a month, we may go to deliver a meal and a senior's in distress. And it's, you know, it's good that that driver or volunteer did show up because they're able to uh, contact our office, and then we call emergency services to go and check on that senior. Wow. And and, and if that was not the case with that individual, they might, they might not have ever been seen. You know, hopefully a neighbor would maybe check on them, but sometimes you never know. Right? Sometimes right. you never know. And a lot of the seniors don't have anyone that's checking on them throughout the week or even on the weekends, especially when you think about our seniors that are in their 90s and our 100s. A lot of them have outlived their family and their friends. So, they don't have anyone else to rely on. The the other aspect of uh, the cattle council that I, that I always feel is, you know, you come up with these needs, but hopefully you share these needs and wants with others in the area. And that, I mean, I'm sure you shared the, the transportation needs of seniors to our friends at Sportran or wherever and all the other aspects of transportation, right? We share, and then they also have to do uh, a community survey to the public also. So they have their process, um, but we do a lot. Um, so, like, if someone calls our office, we work with the, you know, we try to encourage individuals to use the other services. So the way that we work with them, if a senior needs assistance completing that application, then we will assist them by downloading the application, getting it completed, and then submitting it to Sports Trans for that senior. Oh, well, that's a so. And we do that with a lot of different agencies, you know, just because if a senior, you know, we may tell you to go to a certain agency or whatever to get a service, but sometimes those seniors, they're not computer literate. They need someone to download those applications, or sometimes they may not be able to complete those applications. So... We work with them to, you know, to give them whatever they need to complete that process. And I highly um, commend you on doing that because I get some of these applications. At 73, some of them are quite confusing, and the definitions of some of these words are just like, what are they asking for here? Yes. And I even have to sometimes call people and say, <laughs> what do you mean by here? Oh, that was required by our friends in, in, in Washington. What? What does this mean? I mean, I... I will mention the, the, the statement. It wanted me to select uh, what type of um, 
sexual preference, I am, oh, or something yes. like that. Okay. And they had like 14 choices. <laughs> and yes, I didn't, a lot I didn't, of those questions have changed now. So. Well, they have yeah. really changed, and I don't, I don't understand why. So hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now we're with my sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and Abears Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. The Best of Times Radio Hour will be right back on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. And now back to the Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and Bears Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Caligas, and I do thank you for taking time to listen to our show today. Joining me on my show is a special guest. It's Miss Monica Wright, who is the Executive Director of the Cattle Council on Aging. And I've asked her to come on our show today to provide our listeners with an update of services available to senior citizens in Cattle Parish. So... Monica, again, thank you for joining us today. So tell our listeners, because we have uh, 64 of them, if the senior citizen resides in Caddo Parish, they're the ones, they're the individuals that you provide the services for. Yes. So our main focus is on seniors that reside in Caddo Parish. We do have some programs that uh, provide services outside of the parish, such as our Aging and Disability Resource Center, uh, that department, if you have questions about Medicare or resources in another parish, we try to find the answer for that and provide that information to that senior as well. And then we also have the Unbusman program that's outside of Cattle Parish. That is where we have ladies that have been trained by the state, and they make regular visits to surrounding parishes and Cattle Parish, the nursing homes and the assisted livings, uh, to see that if there's any concerns from the residents uh, their main concern is to make sure that the residents' rights are not violated. Well, that, that is a very important program. So, again, I hope my listeners understood that. In addition to providing the regular core services uh, for senior citizens, the Cattle Council on Aging has other commitments or contracts to do various. And tell them about the area disability. It covers how many parishes now? So it covers uh, nine parishes. And then the ombudsman program is seven parishes. Wow, that's a big coverage area. It is. And it is. so, again, if they contact the local uh, Webster or Bienville or whatnot, they're going to say to to refer those particular questions to to your department, It depends right? on the circumstances. Uh, we do get phone calls from individuals in those parishes. So it depends on the circumstances, whether or not a council on aging will direct them. A lot of times uh, individuals may call directly to the governor's office of elderly affairs. And when they do, if they have, a, if the individual has a concern, they put in their zip code. And once they put in their zip code, it directs them back to the council on aging. If it's four parishes that we are over. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. So one, one question that I have of you, because I have seen, do you feel that seniors or their family members are reluctant to seek you and your staff's assistance? Do you, do you feel that? Sometimes? So, I, family members are more apt to call us than seniors are. You know, sometimes seniors, um, they like their independence. They want to be <laughs> dependent. They, you know, that sometimes they don't feel like they need assistance. So they're not as likely to call us as family members may. Um, but we try to encourage them to just try the services. You know, it, it doesn't hurt to try, especially if you're in need. 
uh, of the services and we have a slot available, try to see what happens. Uh, and then if you still are not satisfied or you don't think that it's something that you need, you know, you can always discontinue the services. Or if your circumstances change, you know, if they improve, then we discontinue the services. Well, and the, the other important thing is providing information or guidance. It's free. You're it not is. A, you're not a consulting company that's going to charge them $500 an hour, That right? is true. All of our services, uh, there's no charge for any of our services. So uh, like you were saying, you're not going to be charged. A lot of people are very surprised when they learn about the services that we provide and that there's no cost for it. I was talking to someone last night about our caregiver respite program. Uh, and the individual, uh, she does like a support group. And she was surprised to find out that we would uh, send individuals into the homes of caregivers so that they can get a break from the daily chore of taking care of a senior citizen at no cost to that caregiver. Uh, the service is free. It's a great service. Uh, it's very valuable for the caregiver. For instance, uh, when we were talking last night, that particular caregiver had canceled all their doctor's appointments oh. for the next two months because they didn't feel like that they could step away from that situation. And I was telling her to please direct them, you know, if the person stayed in Bossier or Cattle, direct them to the nearest council on aging so that they could get the services that that's they need. From, well, that's a great, a great say. Respite's important. You get burned out. You get health issues from the caregiver. The caregiver sometimes gets more sick than the, what they're, the person they're caring exactly. for, right, Mona? Yes, that is correct. Sometimes the caregiver gets... Um, like you were saying, more ill than the person they're taking care of. A lot of times it's sad to say they don't. the caregivers don't take care of themselves and they may pass on before the senior they're taking care of. Then you have to think about, so now what happens to that senior that didn't have anybody else to rely on? That's right. That's right. So the, the, the follow-up question to that is if, if I have seen, based upon my experience, that Senior citizens, as you're saying, are reluctant because they don't want to feel like they're obligated. They don't want to, I hate to say bother. They want to try to solve it themselves or don't even worry about it, let it go. But it's going to be detrimental to them, their loved one that's maybe living with them, et cetera, if they don't seek the advice. And sometimes they get bad advice, I hate to say the bad advice, from neighbors, family members, et cetera. Right, Monica? That is correct. Uh, a lot of times we tend to give information to individuals based upon our circumstances, but everybody has to realize that, you know, your somebody's circumstance may be totally different from to yours. So the solution to that person's problem may not be the best solution for that problem. That's why it's always a good idea to direct them to Cattle Council on Aging. We try to answer or provide solutions to a, pro, a person based on their needs, not the solution that we gave to two other people that, you know, had a issue going on. And the other thing is those seniors may be watching a lot of television and sometimes get infomercials that really bombard them and they think they're going to need to get this, need to get that. Need to apply for this and that, right? That is true. And especially, gets them in trouble yeah, later on. you know, I would say especially during open enrollment, but there's a lot of commercials now that just roll throughout the year about Medicare, uh, and that is a good example of a circumstance where you should not choose a Medicare plan based up on someone else's uh, choice with their Medicare. It's always a good, it's always a good option to get all the information that you can when you're looking at Medicare. Uh, just so you know the basic information, and that way when you go to choose your plan, you have more information and you can choose a plan that's based upon your needs, your financial needs, your medical needs. 
Well, and, and the other thing is, we can go in a little bit in a minute, your assistance in the Medicare program and Medicare Part D, mm-hmm. because I tell everyone that I deal with, and I think we put it in our magazine, et cetera, is you need to reevaluate all your plans each and every year. Don't just keep them going on for years and years because things are going to have changed, right? That is true. So every year, everyone should get a Medicare checkup, especially with the Part D plans. The formula, the prescription formularies, they oh, change. Yes. Uh, sometimes uh, one pharmacy may or may not be in your plan from one year to the next. Uh, the deductible, the premium for those Medicare plans, they change. Uh, that is an option that we, a service that we provide at Cattle Council on Aging. Some people may be, you know, apt or, you know, that they can access the website on themselves. But I tell people, why would you sit, go to the website, put your information in, maybe get confused or frustrated when you can come to Cattle Council on Aging. We can put your information in the computer pull up the plans, advise you of the best plan, but you still, it's up to that individual to choose the plan, but we will give you the best three options when it comes to choosing your, choosing your Medicare Part and it, D plan. And it's free of charge. You don't have to have the pressure of a salesperson, right? That is true. We give non-biased information. We, we don't make a commission off of it, so we're just there to provide the best information for that individual that we're assisting at the time. Well, I want to also mention the Cattle Council on Aging provides various educational workshops about all different topics, and it's all free. It is. It is free. So we uh, we get a lot of calls from different agencies that like to present information that's pertinent to seniors, and we invite them to come in uh, to a site that we have and um, listen to the information. It is free of charge. You know, like we always say, to be informed is, is awesome to have the knowledge because you never know when you may need that information. Well, we're proud in the best of times. Each and every each and every two months we put all of your activities, and hopefully you're going to get some people saying, well, I want to go learn about this particular topic at a given date and time. So, again, we, we try to help to spread the knowledge, spread the information out there as well. But uh, I've attended several of them. They're quite educational. I don't think you know everything when you go there, but these are experts in the field of of either health care or non-health care. And I, I will tell you many years ago, Monica, that I attended one because I first got my iPhone. And I was my son, the iPhone expert, you know, was talking way above my head. So I, I attended one of your sessions where mm-hmm. you had some very young people that explained it to seniors like me in a very tactful but easy understandable manner and it really helped me a tremendous i remember that was the best one hour i learned more little techniques about my phone that i didn't know about you know yes and and that's another thing so in that environment you know we encourage the seniors to feel free to ask questions or to get like you were saying hands-on demonstration of how to operate your cell phone uh, so there are some good sessions. It's a good time to be able to ask questions directly to someone that's very knowledgeable about that topic that's being presented at the time. Okay. So uh, before we go, I'm going to talk about some of these programs. But the, 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 the one thing I wanted to mention is how can people help? So, we, like I was saying earlier, volunteers. We're always looking for volunteers to assist us with delivering meals. Give them the telephone number. I'll so, the number is 318-676-7900. Uh, and once you call, just ask for me, Monica Wright, and then I can walk you through the process. We do have a short orientation, and we do have to do a background check on the individuals. But it's a, it's a very easy process, delivering meals. 
to individuals. We do uh, try to encourage individuals, whether they're retired or just looking for something extra or whether they're working and need, you know, want to do something on their lunch break. Because we do try to keep the delivery time down to 45 minutes to an hour. Well, the the important thing of volunteers, everyone, is you've got to keep active in these days. You just can't sit at home and watch television or, or you know, even just do needlework at home 24 hours a day, right? That's correct. You know, um, it's different for different individuals, uh, but it is great to stay active as long as you can. And, and being able to meet seniors, you know, a lot of people think that when they volunteer, that they're doing something for someone else. But once they start volunteering uh, with the Meals on Wheels program, I've had a lot of the volunteers say that, you know, I thought I was the one that was giving, but I found out that I was the one that was actually receiving something because they form a relationship with those seniors. Um, Especially, you know, we have like military staff that help us and they enjoy going to the veterans and listening to some of the stories that the veterans may be able to share with them. So it's, it's a different experience for everybody, but I think it's a win-win situation for, for all that participate in it. Well, I will, as I can speak for it, uh, many seniors out there have some wonderful stories to they tell. They do have some wonderful and stories. It's, it's a, and and some, most of the time they appreciate a listener because most of the times – Nobody listens to them when they're saying it. They just love to tell their stories of the past. Yeah, they do. Veteran stories, uh, uh, work stories, uh, governmental stories, dealing with individuals. I mean, it's been fascinating. And I've told everybody, even family members or none, if you meet with a senior and they're all alone, write it down for them. I mean, tape record it. Uh, Hopefully transcribe it and give it to other family members. I mean, it's sad. Some of those stories are going to be lost forever. That is true. That's true. And then seniors, they have so much history. Um, I mean, if you want to know something about the City of Shreveport, a lot of times if you go talk to someone that's in their their 90s or their 100s, you'll be able to learn a lot just about the City of Shreveport. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We we love getting those cards and letters when we put some old pictures from our, our friends in our magazine. We get tons of people saying, God, I remember that. I'm yes. glad you brought that up. And it just it reminded me of some good old days we had back at that, back at that particular school, that particular function, that particular Mardi Gras activity or that parade that we had downtown, et cetera. So it, it, it touches them. They, may, they, they have a smile on their face. They do. When, they that, do. when that occurs. Yes. So. Uh, Going through, we talked about one of the primary things is information referrals. So you get a lot of calls at that particular number, 676-7900. They call into the office, right? Yes, they do call. Um, and you're gonna sometimes they're going to say, Gary at the best of times told me to call you. Here's <laughs> the question great. that we have. That is great. That's great. We get all kinds of phone calls, all kinds of questions. No question is too small. Um, we get you, you'll be surprised. Like we got one phone call, one phone call from somebody that was concerned because um, their mother was like starting to hoard, and they needed assistance cleaning out the home of that person. So we didn't have a resource at the time, but the ladies that answered the phone, they're re- you know they're really dedicated to finding a solution. So the person that took the call at that time, she uh, she Googled it and she found a resource here in the community to help that person clean their homes out. So you just never know. Uh, We get calls from individuals because sometimes people don't realize that um, when they're not able to just take the trash receptacle to the curb, that there's a service that's offered by the city of Shreveport. So that's why I say, you know, if it's a concern to a senior, it's a concern to us at the Council on Aging. So please call us. 
uh, a lot of times it's a question that we've already received in the past and we can give you a, a response that day. And if not, then we'll research it and try to find a solution and call you back with the answer. Well, hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now I work from our sponsors and advertisers who do make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and A-Burst and in country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. The Best of Times Radio Hour will be right back on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Okay, we have nine minutes in the next... Now back to the Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM at 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and A-Bears, tenant country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Caligos. I do thank you for taking time to listen to our show today. Joining me on my show is a special guest, is Miss Monica Wright, who is Executive Director of the Cattle Council on Aging, and she's providing our listeners with an update of services available to seniors in the Cattle Parish area. So, Monica, in, in our, this is our last segment, what would you like to cover for our listeners out there? Something new? New programs, new activities, things that you need to emphasize in our area, what? So we do have a fundraiser that's Good. coming up in April. Uh, last year was our first time doing it, the brunch and the bingo. G- oh, Gary, yes. you attended. And yes, that was I, great. It, a lot of people, uh, we got a lot of positive feedback, so we're doing it again this year. It's going to be on April 6th. Uh, in the next week or so, uh, I hope to have the information up on our website, flyers ready so that we can distribute those out in the com- uh, community. Be sure to send it to us. Oh, I will send it to you. <laughs> um, so the tickets, you know, individuals can attend the event. We're looking for sponsors to help us to uh, fund the event and to make money for our Meals on Wheels program. It was a fun event. It was well attended. We had a lot it of fun. Was. It was, it was really, sold out last year, so was. we're hoping that the same thing happens this year. Oh, that is awesome. It's going to be April the 6th, located where? At East Ridge Country is, Club. Is that where we had last year? Yes. Yeah, okay. That's mm-hmm. what I remember right. That's going to be fantastic. So we'll start putting the, the feelers out for you. Hopefully have a sellout crowd again. I love it. Last time it was sellout, and you had standing room people only that wanted to get in. It was like, yeah, we it, did. It was like, <laughs> that was cool that yeah. uh, that that's uh, great when you have a fundraising event and there's a list of people wanting to show up and yes, they can't get in right. Yes. So, but, and it's a great way to come out. Uh, and it was a family friendly event. You know, we had all ages attend the event. We had, uh, I think our youngest winner was nine years old last year. She won one of the bingos. And then we have senior citizens that come and then a lot of different companies that were sponsors. Oh, that's, that's great. So I want you to emphasize again that, uh, that they have a loved one in one of the nursing homes in the seven parishes that if there's an issue, you know, hopefully you're going to deal with the administrator or the nursing director of that. But if they have a problem, they need to contact you regarding that, right? Yes, they do. Especially if they have addressed their concern and they're not able to get a solution from that administrator uh, or from the social worker, whoever they addressed it to, then they should call cattle council on aging, ask to speak to someone in the ombudsman department, uh, and then, you know, they can tell that person what's going on, and then they will give them the information to try to solve it themselves. If that doesn't happen, then that ombudsman will step in and be the mediator between the nursing home and that resident. So that, that so here. that's the important thing. This ombudsman, everyone, is the mediator. It's like the arbitrator yes. listening to both sides, right? Yes, yes. And they have the authority to make some, some decisions. So there's some, yes, there are some 
not the decision because it is up to the nursing home to make the change. But the nursing, uh, the ombudsman, they, you know, they have guidelines of what rights that the residents have. And if those rights are being violated, then that ombudsman stands up and say, you know, look, this is this person's right. So you have to abide by their rights. Uh, sometimes, you know, we, we forget that even though a person is in the nursing home, they still have the right to make decisions for themselves. As long as they're mentally competent, they can make their own decisions. It may not be the best decision that they make, but it is their right to make that decision. Okay. But, again, that's an important factor. That uh, And you're responsible in seven parishes where there's quite a few nursing homes in seven parishes. Yes, right? it is. And so we have five ladies right now that make regular visits to the nursing homes. Uh, the purpose of making regular visits is so that the residents can become familiar with the ladies, so they'll know who to address their concerns to. Uh, and then when a concern arises, they can call, ask for the ombudsman for that nursing home, and then that person will address their needs. Okay. And so they also uh, step in because sometimes, it's sad to say, but sometimes there is financial, mental, or physical abuse that happens with the residents, and they also investigate that. Well, that, that is definitely commend you on that, that one. I know it's a tough job, though. I, I dealt with them many years ago when I was involved in the healthcare field, and they're the ladies are tough, even to, I'm sure it's a tough job. It is, it is a hard job, and, they, but, and they, they have to be tough just because, you know, they want to stand up for that person's rights. So, you know, they're there to make sure that, um, well, like I said, that the, the rights of the residents are not violated. So Meals on Wheels, I had one person, I forgot to ask, ask you this question. Is there still a waiting list for Meals on Wheels? Yes, there's still a waiting list. That's why we do the annual fundraiser. Um, but so, you can get on the queue, correct? So you can. So just because we have a waiting list, don't let that deter you from calling into our office and requesting the service. We do have to go through an assessment process where we'll send someone to the home to ask questions. Uh, the answers and the responses to those questions do allow us to um, designate a score to that person, and whatever their score is determines that person's place on the waiting list. Okay, so uh, homemaker services we're still doing or not doing? So that? we're still doing homemaker services. So we do contract out with a contractor uh, to provide services, but uh, they're having the same issues that I was saying about workforce, you know, being able to hire enough employees. So that's why we were looking to hire a direct care worker ourselves in, in-house to make sure that we um, – provide the services to the extent that we can this year with the funding we've received. And the other request, is there a waiting list for respite care? No, there is not a waiting list for respite care. So um, if anybody wants to service, we do have to do an assessment. But once the the person is assessed, uh, then they can call in and they can request the hours that they need someone to come into their own. So explain to our, uh, our listeners again what that means, respite care. So respite care is for a caregiver that takes care of anyone that's 60 and older. They have to reside with the person that they're taking care of. uh, And then once they're signed up for the program, they can call and schedule the hours that they need somebody to come into the home. They have to schedule at least four hour minimum at one time for the person to come. But the, the caregiver gets up to 120 hours per year. That's from July through June. Wow, that's a great a, a great service to give a relaxing to that particular caregiver. It is, and for that person to you know go out, take care of themselves, or relax, like you were saying. So, um, are we still doing the, the telephone reassurance program, calling very seniors? So we're not doing the telephone uh, reassurance uh, program anymore. We still refer individuals for medical alert to okay. Acadian on call. 
And, um, of course, the, we talked about the Meals on Wheels, which is the, the, the delivery of the food to the individual. 900, that's a lot of people in the area. Yeah, I mean, it I'm, is. I'm it impressed. Is. And that's done how often? Somebody. So we deliver Monday through Thursday. On Thursday, the individual will receive two meals. One meal is for that Thursday, and then they receive a frozen meal that's for their Friday. That's amazing. So five meals a day. Yes. And, and that meal is one-third of the daily nutrition requirements for seniors. So it's not just, you know, like a burger and fries. It's, it's a nutritious meal that that person's receiving. Wow. That's impressive. Again, if you think you have a loved one that may... Go ahead and get on the waiting list. Is that right, Monica? Yes, please Indeed. call to get on the waiting list. And, the, again, their phone number is 676-7900, and uh, I can't remember what the website is. What's the website, Cato? So our website is um, catocoa.org. Catocoa.org. Yes. So thank you, Monica, for joining us today. Best wishes again. Uh, continue the great services. I commend you and uh, keep us informed, um, as you do, about all your events and services, updates, and, and we'll definitely uh, promote them in our magazine, on our radio show, and on our website as well. So, again, uh, we we appreciate uh, what you do and what your staff do for all the senior citizens throughout the area. I know you've helped me on many issues of, uh, on a personal basis on various issues. So, again, I, everyone, I've told them I visited them when I was thinking about when I was getting my Part D Medicare prescription drug coverage. Mm-hmm. They were the great. I just told them, load all my prescription. I have to go to the website and do it. They, they could, they do it. And then they came up with the top three plans, and I picked one of them. So that yes. was simple. That yes. was simple. It is simple. So, you know, let us do the legwork for you. But thank you, Gary. I, I appreciate the comments. Uh, like I said, it's not me. I'm just there trying to make sure that everything runs as it should on a daily basis, but it's the staff that's actually there providing the services. Well, I commend you and your staff for doing that, taking care of our seniors uh, throughout the area, including myself. So I, pre- <laughs> I do appreciate you. So thank, thank you for you. joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Join us next Saturday, everyone, for our show that could benefit you or your loved ones. Do thank our sponsors and advertisers who support this radio show and our magazine. Don't forget to pick up your personal copy of The Best of Times in one of our 270 distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show. I'm Gary Kalikas, wishing you and yours the best of times, both today and every day. Have a great day.